Hi everyone, welcome back to the Durrett Do-Over. That's right, the Durrett Do-Over, not the Durrett Opinion. My name is Damon Durrett, and next to me... Hey podcast, it's Dylan Durrett. And we are the host of the show. First, uh, before we talk about any topics, I'd like to start off with some acknowledgments. Congratulations to the Phillies for making it to the World Series. That's right, Bryce, Bryce Harper and the boys, they did it. And they're headed to the show. Um, what do you think about that? I just want to congratulate congratulate the Phillies. Uh, you know, uh, first year manager Philly Rob. Congratulations to him being involved with that team's greatness and uh, you know, kind of creating a legacy for himself early on as a first year manager. So, congrats. For our second acknowledgement, we like to congratulate. Taylor Swift on breaking Spotify's most streamed album, Single Day Record. What do you think about that? Uh, Congratulations to Taylor Swift. I personally have a lot of friends that like her music. And, uh, you know, I think it's a great thing. But I'm not surprised. Everybody loves Taylor Swift. But congratulations. All right. Before we get to our topics, let me start you off with the fact of the day. Did you know that... It's illegal in uh, Switzerland to own only one guinea pig. And you want to know why? Because guinea pigs get lonely. So that's a sweet little fact for you to know. Uh, if you're in Switzerland and you want to get a guinea pig, you got to get at least two of them. All right, let's start with the first topic. Let's begin with um, Travis Scott. And let's talk about the p- family um, who decided to settle their case. With the, If you guys remember... Travis Scott had that one. Uh, he had a concert where basically he didn't stop his show. And, you know, a lot of people came up, you know, dead and uh, injured. So, you know, he's still fighting with that, those court uh, issues with the families. Yeah. And I guess one family is trying to settle with him right now through the case. I don't know. If it's just one family that's trying to settle or um, if it's more, but it looks like at least two victims are settling with them. So I don't know how much uh, and we don't know how much that um, they're asking for and how much he's willing to give. But uh, it looks like um, the time has come for some people who think, you know, instead of going for everything he's got, uh, they'd like to just settle the case, which I kind of agree with. Um, I don't want to say whether he was right or wrong when he did his concert um, for not stopping when the situations were going on. And I don't know if he knew about the situation that was happening because maybe he would have stopped. So we can't really tell what was in his mind. But I do know that, you know, he's only got so much money and there's Really, you know, going for everything they got with him. I think he's still a good guy, and I don't think he deserves to be wiped out uh, just because of the actions of other people at one of his concerts. What do you think? I agree. I agree. I feel like the venue or in certain areas, if 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 the whole concert, if you know that you're going to a concert um of somebody of the stature like Travis Scott, where it's a big party crowd, younger people, and, uh, you know, who knows whatever else that they're doing at that concert. I think medics need to be kind of everywhere. 
I think the environment needs to be more suitable for calm relief if, you know, needed. Um, it shouldn't just be a whole lot of people grouped together doing whatever, you know. Some people can get trampled. Some people, you know, are taking drugs. Some people can overheat. And that's not Travis Scott's, you know, fault, I think. You know, he might not have known. Who's to say that he knew and kept it going? You know, that's something, that's a speculation that, you know, that we can't make. Now, in terms of just liability, the guy with the microphone is always going to get blamed because he was in front of the crowd. But there's a lot of people that need to take accountability of their actions and not go straight to pointing fingers at Travis Scott and asking him to come out of pocket for, you know, the damages made. Um, I know that sounds kind of harsh, but that's just the rude reality. And I just feel like, you know, it's a learning lesson. Like, this is a huge learning lesson for people that didn't know about concerts. Uh, because the, the, the party goers and the concert goers know already the danger that they are in when they go. And these are all the, you know, experienced, older, kind of more mature audiences. Now, the, the young kids that kind of got hurt at his... um you know, concert didn't, you know, might not have known what they were getting themselves into. But this is just, you know, a wake up sign for a lot of people out there. If you don't want to lose your loved ones, kind of educate them about, you know, what goes on at the concert and how to be safe. Yeah, I agree. I will repeat again that um, this situation is still pretty tense. You know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of different feelings about Travis Scott and what went on. I still think he's a good guy, and I still think it was not exactly his fault about what happened. Um, but I guess he's, you know, he still got to pay. It was his concert. It was that situation going on. So we'll see what happens with the rest of the people who are suing him and how that goes down. Maybe they'll settle too. Um, Maybe they won't, you know, a lot of people don't want to. We see what's going on um, with the people from the Sandy Hook shooting um, and Alex Jones, how they found a 900, you know, something million dollar settlement for Alex Jones, um, who's got the money and they're suing him for everything he's got. You know, that's another topic that we can discuss when we're talking about uh you know, settlements and everything, which he's going to, you know, he, he's not, a, he, he's going to fight that in court, of course. He's not going to just let that happen. You know, they're not going to just get $900 million tomorrow from him. They might not see a dime for years. It depends on how long, you know, the litigation takes. But um, that that's just, you know, one of many um, topics with celebrities, um going through uh, a bunch of different issues and it, it it's a uh, it's not fun I guess it's not fun for them it's not fun for us to watch it happen uh, I hate that it has to be Travis Scott because I love his music so I hope this doesn't affect his music I really do so um, yeah uh, let's move on to another topic let's talk a little bit about the uh, British royal family and the fact that King Charles, who used to be Prince Charles, but we know Queen Elizabeth died however long ago, and now he's King Charles, and uh, the monarch 
of the British Empire and him deciding not to strip some of his family members from their royal uh, family uh, titles. And we want to talk a little bit about the relevance of King Charles and the royal family in today's world with the death of Queen Elizabeth, who reigned for over 70 years from the 1950s to 2022. And what we think about, you know, the relevance since her death, you know, she was the longest reigning monarch in British history. And now she's gone. And it, it and most people in the UK um, were born, you know, after she took office, like they all they've known their whole lives was Queen Elizabeth as the, you know, statesman for the UK. And now that she's gone, um, is, does it have the same ring to it? You know, King Charles, does it, um, you know, for king and country, you know, people used to say for queen and country, now it's got to be for king and country. Um, I don't know if they have the same relevance. I don't know if people look at them the same, especially since Prince Harry uh, leaving um, the monarchy, you know, that really affected a lot of things. But what do you think? What do you think about the relevance? The relevancy. Um, I thought, and this is my personal opinion, I think the queen was so powerful just because of how long her reign was. Yeah. Obviously, 70 years, you're going to pick up some notoriety, some popularity, and that might not have even been what she was looking for. But I thought that the relevancy came from the younger um family members you mm -hmm. know what i mean kind of in their lives because you know that was more documented it was more fresh they kind of knew how to you know they they knew how to get people engaged with themselves you know because they weren't as old you know they lived pretty uh regular lives just kind of in that whole frame of you know being of you know, of a royal family. So I thought that that kept up the relevancy, and I think that that is going to keep, uh, you know, allowing them to be relevant. Now, in terms of just the king himself, I know that he probably is busy with his everyday life. I'm not saying that that is a very active lifestyle, but, I mean, he, he probably has royal work to do. He probably has meetings and outings that he needs to cover in order to make sure that people you know, respect him as a strong leader. But um, I don't think their relevancy kind of lies with uh, just the, the the head of the state, you know, the king or queen. Just one guy? Just one king. Yeah, I think it's just the whole family. Yeah. Um, and I think they're still in mourning of the queen as the whole, you know, kind of. So hey, we haven't gotten to a point to where we could really question it because her death is so fresh. Yeah, it's still fresh. You know, it's still extremely fresh. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't think they've lost any relevancy. Really? Um, I, no, I think I think her death was was a, was a huge impact. That, mm -hmm. and, and people are still... Because I heard when she died, uh, the day of her funeral, a lot of places were shut down. Yeah. So they can mourn her death yeah, with did. the family. And even that, I don't... I mean, I know relevancy, people want to, you know say they're relevant for good things. Um, I'm not saying they're relevant relevant for bad things. I'm just saying they're relevant for things. You know, yeah, things yeah. happen with that family that stays in the news. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So oh, over here, mm -hmm. we might not have heard about a lot of the things affecting that country in particular, but those people in that country are affected every day, probably from decisions 
based off of the queen's death. You yeah. know? Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. I, I checked the news over there, and I remember um, for her funeral, or at least her burial, you know, there was people lining up for at least like 30 hours in line, waiting in line. Thousands and thousands of people showed up for her burial. And there was work that was canceled in the UK um, during days that they would normally be working. You know, people that didn't have jobs that were, you know, um, that you couldn't turn off. Those people who, who had jobs that you could work with services, you know, they were shut off. You know, there was a, it was days of mourning for the queen that they actually had planned for years to come because, you know, she made it to 96. So, or 96 or 97, one of those. But, you know, they've had this stuff ready for whenever it happened. It just happened, um, you know, a few weeks ago. Uh, so that's... Uh, that's still, you know, it's still fresh for them and the rest of the world because it's not just the UK that's affected too. They've got provinces still all over the country. I mean, all over the world um, that are affected that, you know, the queen is on their uh, monetary money. So th that's a, a worldwide impact. Some people call her the most, you know, well-known face in the world. Um I don't know if that's true or not, but she definitely is one of the most well-known faces in the world. That That's for sure true. But as it comes to the relevance, you know, I kind of disagree. I, I think she was the last great, um, you know, last great uh, matriarch of the British Empire. I don't think anybody will make it as long as she's made it. You know, King Charles is in his 70s. So he's not going to make it 70 years. Um, and I don't think anybody can have the same impact um, that she had going forward. I just don't think it can happen. Just in the world we live in today, it's just too different for, you know, people who call themselves royalty to have the same impact as they did back in the day. So I think they do lose some relevance because uh, she, she, you know, it's hard to beat what she has done and how, with how she represented the UK. It really is. She did it for decades and decades. And she was all most British people knew. So for them to have a new face now, and with all the things that happened in the news with their family and the public eye, I, I just don't see it um, having the same impact. Uh, but that's, um, unless you got something else to say, we can switch to a different topic. You know, I do agree. The, you know, the, the things that happened over her reign were pretty great. But, you know, she, she, she stood the test of time. And I guess you can't, you can't beat that. You know, that's something that regardless of what you got, that, that, that was hours in matter. So, I, you know, you kind of swayed me a bit there, but. Personally, I don't think they lost any relevance. Okay. All right. Well, let's move over to Meghan Markle. And let's talk about her um, mentioning uh, when she was on um, one of those uh, game shows, how she felt somewhat. Let's not just talk about that. Let's just talk about Meghan Markle in general and how she's, you know, portrayed in the media and how everything she's take she says is taken um 
and ran with, you know, whether you think that she's, she takes too much heat or that she deserves it. Like, uh, what do you think? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm chuckling because I almost kind of know where you stand, but I personally think, thinks that, uh, you know, she doesn't deserve the, the banter kind of. Around you her think name, she, she gets too much. I think she gets just a little bit too much, but I don't know. You know, people, people closer to that family, people closer to that country, they can kind of tell firsthand if you know she, her actions are true or whatever. You know, yeah. But I, 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 but I do feel like you know she gets too much. I mean, what do you expect her to do? Like, you know, her job is to speak on that family and. To give her opinion. Like, she matters. Yeah. You know? So, it's not like she could just shut up and sit pretty um, when it's, when you know, when people expect her to talk. So, there's a lot of things that people need to start being more progressive about. And that is women's, women voicing their opinions on matters, you know? Um, because they have certain insides and angles that you know men just don't have i'm not saying that all her points and all of her quotes are something to be cherished i'm just saying that you know thinking about her um she just kind of gets you know look looked over like yeah you know? I, I i think personally with her because she mentioned about being on deal or no deal how she felt like a bimbo and you know i guess when you look at those shows they do just have women up there just to look pretty and act a certain way and do certain things she said that's why she quit the show but i'm like that's what can you expect like she knew what the show was about it's not like they just started when she decided to do deal or no deal you know, they the show that's what they do when they have certain women on the show. So I don't get why she's complaining about it now. Like I, I mean, maybe it needs to be addressed, maybe not. Yeah, but I just think everything she says is always blown up, especially in the British media, which you know, I check some of their news sometimes and everything she does is kinda criticized. Like they find a reason not to like her. And I think it's cause Prince Harry decided to leave the monarchy, I mean, the royal family, um, while he was with her, and they blame her probably for doing that. I think that's the reason she gets most of her flack, because they feel like she made him abandon his country. And I also kind of think it's because um, she's not a British woman, you know, that she gets all the hate. I think lots of her haters are British women, and um, who happen to be mostly white. Um, I don't blame that for the reason, but I think because she's not a British woman, um, she gets most of the flack from British women who, who just want to find a reason to dislike her, uh, and, and, and say, you know, Prince Harry made a mistake. He should probably leave her. He, she shouldn't, um, she shouldn't even, uh, been in the royal family. She doesn't deserve it. You know, I, I just really, um. I, I, that's the kind of vibe I get from her. And I and I didn't, you know, when they moved to the U.S., I was just like, I felt like it was kind of, to be honest, a ploy um, for them to get even more recognition as like kind of the royal family in the U.S. version of them. 
you know, get that type of exploitation, moving to California of all places, you know, Hollywood. Um, and, and, I, I kind of think that they kind of, uh, you know, they lived off their royal titles somewhat. Um, and we don't, we don't acknowledge the royal family in the U S. So that's why, probably why they, they got rid of the titles, but yeah, I, I, so I think it goes both ways, to be honest. I think some things that um, she does, you know, is blown out of hand. But I think other things that she does is given uh, enough um, coverage, given as, as much as it should be covered, you know. Yeah, and I agree with all those points. Um, there are underlying issues that people are too afraid to address with her. Um so I agree. But uh, moving to our next topic, I'm introducing a new segment called Dylan's Random Hot Takes. And tonight, I just want to talk about, this is a, something I'm starting new for this podcast and every podcast after. These are just things that I think about. And tonight, I want to just address NFTs um, and their rise and their fall. So an NFT... Um, I forget what the acronym stands for. I could probably find that as we speak, but it's basically a digital picture that people pay for. And a popular one, um, were, were, was, uh, the, the, the pictures of all the different colored, you know, chimps. And, um, you know, a hot take is that they, they weren't ever, good or great or 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 you know as some people like to collect them they weren't you know something that you know to be cherished they were they were i didn't understand the digital yeah grouping and and how that kind of made people kind of flock to it even more it stands for non-fungible token and uh you know yeah you can't it's you can't it's it's all online based so um it, it it wasn't it's not it's something that you can pour your money into that you can get tricked into buying and you won't see a return because that's never gonna blow up you know unless you get a group of people in the economy that's like yeah i want to spend a, a lot of money on my profile picture or my background you know because it makes me feel a part of a group and I could feel elite with other people saying, hey, man, look, we're part of the same group. We pay money for the same thing online for our profile pictures on our, you know, social media. And I know everybody has social media, but the fact is most people in real life will tell you the same thing. Oh, I'm not too invested in social media. I go there to laugh, maybe pick up on some news. But in terms of myself, I'm not taking myself as serious on social media because I'm not a, a, a popular uh, personality, you know. And I know there are a bunch of accounts and a bunch of people that are social media based and more power to those people. But I just didn't see, you know, why the NFTs blew up. And uh, that's my hot take that those were horrible. And they honestly made people look kind of tacky, you know. Because, you know, they were doing it just because somebody else did it. And I get that with tangible things like clothes. 
But online, it just, you know, it's almost, it just, you just wanted it so you could say that you had it. And I'm not hating on that. It's just that you lost a lot of money. And I can't, I can't, I can't really get behind that. You know, I can't even be like some of those people, you know, could afford to lose money. That just, it just didn't sit right with me. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't see longevity in that. Because clearly a lot of people lost money. I forget how much money um, Logan Paul um, of the Paul Brothers lost on an NFT, but he lost quite some, quite some, you know, money just just for a logo that he probably could have designed himself. I don't know who talked him into buying it or what promises they made to him, but I just, I would, I, yeah, he lost upwards of like five hundred thousand dollars. I think it was like four sixty something. And uh, if I lost that much money, man, I'd cry. <laughs> but that just proves the, the that some people have, you know, a lot of money in their access. But that's just my hot take. NFTs get the get the gets the Dylan thumbs down. Yeah, um, that's a good hot take right there. I kind of agree. Um, I've never even understood NFTs and how that stuff works. Uh, I still don't get it. I don't know how some blow up and some don't. And at some point you think, oh, I, I just hit it big. I won a lot of money when really you didn't. And most people don't, you know, it's just like winning the lottery. Um, but I don't know much about that topic. And so I'm not going to speak too much about it. But let's go to our next topic. And let's talk a little bit about Elon Musk buying Twitter. And let's really talk about the difference between Elon Musk buying Twitter and Jeff Bezos when he bought the Washington Post. Because for some strange reason, uh, people have got a lot of problems with Elon Musk buying Twitter. And um, it didn't have the same heat when Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post. And he just tweeted about it. That's why we're talking about it. Because we saw Elon Musk tweet, you know, that it was interesting the fact that him buying Twitter gets this much attention when Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post how many years ago, and it didn't get nearly as much press. So let's talk about it. Um, I kind of think the reason he's getting this much flack is for two reasons. Number one, it's because he tried to pull out of the deal when he had already tried to buy it, which now they, they tried to sue him for it. So now he's like, you know what, I'll actually take the company because he was going to lose a lot of money. So he might as well own Twitter and, and then you know lose a lot of money and not have Twitter. Um, so one is because he tried to pull out, and I think number two is because there's a difference between the Washington Post and Twitter. You know, the Washington Post is a big news station, like basically the second biggest behind the New York Times, but it didn't have as much flack because Jeff Bezos wasn't associated that much with the Washington Post. He's not an editor or a writer for the Washington Post. So they felt like, you know, there's not much, you know, difference is going to change. He's not going to fire everybody and change the way the Washington Post works. Like, he's going to let them do their job. He's just going to own own it, and, it, you know, he'll, he'll do what he, he wants. But Elon Musk is an avid user of Twitter, and he's one of those guys, just like Kanye West, who uses his tweets. Yeah, I was actions. just going to say that. Did yeah. you see his tweets? He the uses reason, them the same way yeah, Kanye does. Yeah, he uses he used his uh, Twitter profile to kind of troll early on. 
and they got a bunch of likes. You know, a lot of people our age loved his antics on Twitter. It was very funny. I liked how he kind of, it was like a bunch of sarcasm in that. Like he was, first of all, making fun of people on there, saying funny things, but also not taking Twitter as seriously as some people use. And I did, I think he did that out of spite for, you know, people thinking that he's this big person, not think, think, well, you know, I remember how, um, when I was at the university of Iowa, how he used Twitter, um, to kind of boost his Tesla stocks and the, uh, SEC got, um, involved in that action. That's when he said, you know, publicly, you know, I don't respect the SEC, uh, personally and all this stuff. And so he, he does exactly like we said, just what Kanye does, where he uses it as a platform um, for when he wants things or needs things. And he'll have people react to certain things he says or he'll use it strategically. That, that's what we're saying. And so that's why I think a lot of people have an issue with him buying Twitter, because what is he going to do when he owns it then? You yeah. How is he going to act? I agree. Because um, Twitter to me, is different than the Washington Post because the Washington Post is run by people. It's not run by algorithms. And what I mean by that is that, you know, people, reporters, investigators, um, journalists, they come with stories based off of fact, you know what I mean, based off of real cold heart facts, in-person facts. You know, they have the footage or the the, the, the pictures or the the, the you know, sound of you know whatever they're talking about and so it's backed up so when it's brought to you know the public there's more meaning behind it i get that some sometimes that could be biased too but it's better than twitter because twitter you can actually change you know the algorithms of what people see yeah you know what i mean yeah like you can you can you can be you you know and a, a lot of people have been caught you know using fake likes and fake accounts for likes and you can do that on on twitter and you know boost your likes so that it's you know popular every single time i'm not saying that's what elon did but you know it, it leaves a lot of speculation that's why i don't like it like i trust that he you know knows that being authentic matters and but I you know I also hope that he knows how to use Twitter and his popularity to his advantage. But I just think he left a lot of this up to you know a lot, a lot of people can speculate things about him now. Yeah. Like oh was that was did that really you know blow up how it how it did or did he was he doing this with the algorithms? And personally I don't know anything about that. Like I don't know how you would hack Twitter. I don't know what other kind of powers you would have once you buy Twitter. I'm sure that, you know, we could find out, but it just leaves so much up for speculation. And uh, Jeff Bezos, you know, he's already a pretty authentic guy. He just, you know, his 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 brand of work, um, Amazon, is just a online catalog of anything in the world, right? And so when you see a guy like that buying, you know, the Washington Post, it's not really like, you know, it just kind of, it gives off the notion that he's just being more kind of he's just yeah like he's already he's just gaining um more stuff yeah uh, like capital almost like like business. it's not a, yeah it's it, like a business venture it's just yeah so not like own, a ploy you yeah. know 
to because yeah he's you know he's got a company that does a lot of things and now he's just adding to his portfolio um whereas elon musk seems more like he would make a lot of changes to twitter which i think a lot of people don't like you know a lot of people like twitter the way it is and him coming in i hear that he's firing a lot of the staff and he's you know Got a lot. The reasons he was buying Twitter is because he thought that it should have um, changes to it. I don't know what changes he's gonna make, but you know, there's a lot of people who like Twitter the way it is, and they don't want some mega billionaire um, just deciding how free speech is gonna be performed on Twitter. You know, yeah. I, but I will say this: if there's anybody to change Twitter for the better, I think Elon Elon Musk might be that person. Okay. I know he likes high quality things and he knows high quality people like, you know, certain things. He's worked with building a brand that people with quality like. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Why not for him with Twitter? So I'm not saying that I'm, I hate his decision or I hate his, you know, his tweets or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, that's probably what people thought. You know, I have no problem with Elon Musk doing whatever he wants to do with his, uh, you know, fortune. And I, I just hope hope that he keeps, you know, making quality things. Yeah, I, me too. I hope it, it, it works out um, for both parties because it'll be better for Twitter if it does. Um, all right, so let's change topics here and let's talk a little bit about football. And we're going to talk about a few teams right now. I'm only going to talk about the teams that played today or tonight. And we'll start off with the Ravens beating the Browns. And mainly with the Ravens, of course, we want to talk about our our boy, um, Lamar Jackson, and um, the season that he's having this year because he still hasn't gotten his money yet. And the Ravens are 4-3, and three, which is kind of a record that's like, you know, it's okay. You know, it's still a winning record, but it, it, they, they could have been 3-4 and four today. They just won the game, you know, so... I don't I don't know what the situation is with him and his contract, but it looks like the season ain't really helping him that much. And I, I don't um and I think he plays well enough to get the dollars that he's owed, but I, I just don't see with the games that the Ravens are playing that they're willing to give him, you know, that money. Like he only threw for 120 yards today, you know. I mean he only took sixteen attempts, but that's this you still if you're trying to get a contract you got to ball out you got to ball out yeah so, so what do you think I think he should have got paid prior to the season me too and I think that that's weighing on him heavy and affecting his performance period point blank if you got a superstar caliber guy on your team and you're not paying him when he showed his uh, star power he's gonna get mad he's gonna start you know looking toward his future uh, somewhere else and I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, he might be out of there. Who knows? Shit. If he asks for a trade, there's hella teams that'll try to pick him up. So that's for sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Bengals and their start this year. Being in the Super Bowl last season and people expecting them to be really good. And now also being four and three, just a medium, decent team. What do you think about the Bengals? Um. <laughs> What I've noticed throughout sports history is that when you get that far in the season and you come up short because somebody has to be a loser, 
in those yeah. in those championship games. It takes a lot out of the losing team to try to get back out there and 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 play with the same hunger they 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 did have. So what you're saying is that usually the team who makes it to the end but loses, they have a trouble. And you're talking about in sports generally getting back yeah, to that level, to that level of hunger, and to that level. Of I can success see that the, the 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 next year. I can see that because that loss takes a lot out of teams. Yeah. I mean, because most of the time when you hear about going, people are going back to the Super Bowl, those are repeats. You know, the Patriots, the Warriors, all these teams, you, you know, they the teams that won make it back to the ship. But the teams that lose, they barely do, I guess, in sports, especially in football. Um, in, in football, it's, it's a lot harder to keep up, you know, the play level of play for a Super Bowl caliber team. It just is. It's yeah. just not easier. You know, basketball is a lot easier if you got good players because it, it, one player can change the game. You know, yeah. one LeBron James, you know, I, it don't matter how good you are in football, unless you're the quarterback, you can't make the same impact. Yeah. There's no way. <laughs> Your touches are limited in football. And I will give it to Joe Burrow, though. He threw 34 for 42, and he threw for 481 yards and three touchdowns. Like, that's a hell of a game. Good for him. But the Bengals in general, you know, they just seem subpar. So, yeah. All right, let's talk about the Cowboys. Because everybody, you know, the Cowboys, America's favorite team. They're 5-2. and two. They won today against the Lions, which the Lions suck. So it's not really that big of a win anyway. But they look like they got a good team. And they're having a, a great year this year. What do you think about the Cowboys? I like them. Um I don't have too much to say about him. You like Dak Prescott with Ezekiel Elliott? I like C.D. Lamb. I like Ezekiel. I think he's been good for a really long time now, which is hard, especially in that type of uh, pressure. You know, on the Cowboys, they look at you to be a good. Ezekiel had two touchdowns, so, you know. Two tutties. I think they're young still. I don't think they're that old of of a football team yet. Um, I would love to see them in a championship or a Super Bowl, you know, game in years to come. But I'm not really excited about that team yet because I just don't see it happening this yeah. year. You know, who's to say? What, what yeah, happened? I don't see it happening this year either for the Cowboys. I think they're really good, but I don't see them making the Super Bowl this year. I mean, we might be wrong, but... I, I I don't think I, I I if you don't know I got the Bills in the Super Bowl you know I really do. Um, let's talk about the Packers. The Packers lost today to the Commanders, who aren't that good of a team, and both teams now are three and four. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and how they're playing this year. They don't look as good as they they usually do. Yeah, I know they started off pretty good, and of I course they their, they beat the Bears with their first game. They yeah. always beat us. I mean. With, yeah, with the first game against the Bears, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it starts with Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, excuse me. I think it starts with Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think he's mentally in the game. Yeah, you think, okay. There's a lot of speculation about what's going on in his life right now. I'm not one to say, you know, or comment on that, but I just doesn't look like his head is in the game, personally. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's up with Aaron Rodgers. Um, he, he's still good, of course, 
Um, does he look like the same Aaron Rodgers of old? I don't know if he does. And we can say the same thing about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. But we're talking about the Packers who lost today. So, you know, I think he needs help. You know, he needs help on his team. He needs people to, to really start playing better for him. I, I don't think he can do everything himself. And I, I just think it, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's um, for the Packers, it, it's just not looking too good. They're always good each year. They only got one Super Bowl out of them, though, even though they're always good each year. And it looks like this year, again, is going to have to be another pass for them. So we'll, we'll have to see um, what happens with them. Um, for the last football team we'll talk about, let's talk about the Jets being the Broncos. And we're not talking about uh, um, uh, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson where because uh, he didn't play. He, he's out. And with an injury, um, but we are talking about Brett Rippian, and, and I guess we can just talk about the Broncos in general and how they were expected to be good this year with Russell Wilson, uh, but they're not. <laughs> Let's just be honest; they're not. Yeah, good. I don't know what's wrong with Russell Wilson. I'm. Uh, he's usually a pretty good quarterback. You know, he's considered one of the best. A great. I just don't. I don't. I don't see what's wrong with him. And. Uh, I don't know. It's just a big letdown. There's nothing really much more to say there other than it just being a huge letdown. It's just see them start off the way that they have. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, I think it's the fact that he was with the Seahawks for so long and he got used to their style of play that it's the change up on a different team that's affecting him. And I think he hasn't gotten used to it yet. So I think when he does get used to it, He'll play a lot better when he gets back. Um, but for right now, this year, to me, looks like a bust for the Broncos. They're 2-5. and five. You know, it's hard in football if you're, you're almost halfway through the season now and you're, you're down three games. You, you know, that's, that's just hard to get back from. It's not impossible, but it, it just usually doesn't happen that way. So, you know, with that being said, that's our wrap-up. On the NFL, let's uh, end it off with a take on a movie, which I like to do because I, I see a lot of movies. So uh, I got one that I've seen now and my brother hasn't seen. And so I'll talk a little bit about the movie Smile, which I saw in theaters. And I'll say this about it. You know, it was surprisingly better than I expected. I thought it wasn't going to have that pizzazz to it. I'm like, you know, people smiling weirdly, you know, freakishly, that, that you can't do much with that. But it was better than what I expected. So it it had some jump scares, like the music they put behind the jump scares. They, they really pushed it hard. And that shit, it, it's not fair, you know, because you, you get you hear an explosion, you're going to jump. So when you hear a loud bang, it's going to make you react. But the movie in general, it, it was it was it was kind of cliche. It was like a, a normal, how you expect a normal um, movie to be. She was cursed, and it got passed on to somebody else. We've seen a lot of scary movies like that where it passes on to someone else, and you have to, you know, hurt somebody to get rid of it or do something to get rid of it. You know, we, we've seen that in a, a number of movies. But this one was still made uh, fairly decent. That's what I'll say about it. So 
I I um uh, I'm not giving it an A plus, but I'll give it a B minus. So it was still good, but it wasn't great. You know, the concept is still pretty difficult for me to understand. So I, I'm giving it a B minus. We'll do that. <laughs> and with that being said, we are out of time. Um, again, this is the Durrett duo, not the Durrett opinion, the Durrett mm -hmm. duo. And I'm Damon Durrett, and next to me, Dylan Durrett. Yeah, and we're twins, by the way. And this is our show, so thank you for listening.